the things you need to know about me is that I have strong hips and <laughs> and strong saliva. Salivary, salivary? Salivary. I glands. love those steaks. Yeah. Salivary Sal- steaks. Salisbury steaks. What's happening? <laughs> I just hit record. Oh, okay. <laughs> but back Andrew, on topic. Andrew, listen to my voice. I'm listening to your voice. It's it's you and me here. It's just you and me? Yeah, and the audience. And the audience. They're here in spirit. You know who else doesn't like steak? Who? Vampires. Speaking yeah. of steaks, you <laughs> build fences now, right? I do. I... I really stick it to the ground. <laughs> no, John, you, stick don't, it to the man. you don't have to make stick a pun. It the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Hey, that's good. I'm kind of riding the fence on the whole idea. Okay, that's all right. Um, man, well, anybody, everybody. Grass is green on the other long side. episode. I'm glad um, you guys came. Uh, um, we'll see you next week. We're not even going to do Oops, I Married a Toaster this time. We're just going to um, dip. Uh, <laughs> no... <laughs> No offense. That's why we called you here. <laughs> no, no <laughs> to offense. Get one set up. No offense taken, just given. So how's that? How is that? Are you enjoying? I that? really like it. Really? Yes. Okay. There. This last week we did have a, a tougher day where yeah. we were building barbed wire fences through two giant ravines in a forest. Ooh. So picture this, lots of climbing up hills okay. with no stairs or anything to grab onto. Nice. Uh, no wind because you're in a hole in the ground and there's trees all around. Yeah. Uh, Iowa just became humid and hot. Yeah. So it was a lot of sweating and a lot of only five more wires left. Only, only four more wires left. <laughs> uh, so a lot of counting till we were done. Nice. But uh, we finished, and my boss said that that is the hardest job he's done in the last seven years. Of his life? Th- yep, that's how it oh, works. Oh, yeah, I guess he's not seven. He's years. not seven. But I mean, like, the hardest job that he's done is <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, you know, I was... You're talking about the last seven years of his life? I was listening, but then also I was, like, stuck in the ravine, and, like, yeah, I was oh, rolling big, down the river. I'll show you a video later of it. So, like, but isn't there something like super rewarding about doing a really hard job? And yes. And then... Just being done with it and saying, "Yes, I really like this job." Look, look at what I've done. Yeah, but in a positive way. Yeah. Oh, you're like, oh, look what I've done. Oh, you're staring no. at your hands like you. There's just dirt caked on there. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Whose blood is that? It's not mine. It it should be yours. John, but... where are your feet? Oh no! No, but <laughs> I I got That's I got field. these bruises oh. on my forearm from work from oh, yesterday. I have a story to tell. Okay, you tell me how you got those, man. I have some. I have to tell you about my rib. <laughs> I was working yesterday yeah. with Coke at Coke, yeah, yeah. And I was underneath this ice bin, and I was just shoving my forearms, trying to get the lines to run work properly. So, but no, it, it didn't show up though on my arms until this morning. So, so you were just like down there. I was on literally on the floor of this bar, just oh. rooting around in the dirt and grind. We've all been there. Haven't we all? You, you without sin throw the first beer. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That'll preach. And so, but yeah, it didn't show up until this morning. So when my arm, uh, my wife saw my arms this morning, she's like, people are going to think I abuse you. And I was like, no. <laughs> they know it. No. <laughs> they people aren't going to think that. Because they'll know it. Because we'll, we'll tell them on the podcast. <laughs> we'll bring it into the That's open. That's the exclusive content that you yeah, get from joining absolutely. the podcast. You get to know. Um, but no, no, she would never do anything <sighs> like that. But yeah. I was just like, no one's going to think that. I mean. Yeah, nobody's going to think that. No. They'll just think Andrew is a hardworking man. He's a hardworking man. I mean, he got in a, a bar brawl. These are man hands. With Shelby. Okay. These are man hands. They're, they're big. Man, they're those are some good bruises, though. I know. I mean, it looks like... One would say gnarly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, but no, so what is your story? Okay, uh, so this last week when we were at that job with the two huge ravines, yeah, uh, my boss was like, hey, John, hop on the front of the skid loader. We're going to drive across this property. It's like oh, a 100-acre nice. property, so it's a lot to walk if you're going to just walk from one end to the other. 100 and acres and there's woods? There's Did woods. Did you put fences up for Christopher Robin? <laughs> well, because somebody bought the other half of the 100-acre woods. Oh, no. Yeah, so we had to fence through the forest. The 50-acre woods does oh, not Oh, no, it's good. not. And then you, <laughs> you know Piglet and Rabbit and Pooh, they all got separated. <sighs> that makes me sad. Okay, but keep but going. <laughs> Tigger can bounce them over to the right side. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Uh, but Eeyore, he's stuck. <laughs> he's stuck in the ravine. <laughs> oh, poor guy. bother. <laughs> um, but uh, so we're driving across the property and we hit a bump. Oh. Like a, a divot, one would say. We nice. hit a divot and the skid loader doesn't like big divots. No. So it, it kind of, there was a fulcrum activity going on where the, the tracks went in and the forks went down yeah and i'm riding on top of several big pipes right that we're gonna put in the ground they're three and a half inches around nine feet long heavy things right so when we go down uh my thought is i need to get away from the heavy pipes which are going to land on me right so i jump forward yeah and i go no joke 10 feet away and I land, and pipes land on top of me, but just my legs. Just my legs. Oh, no. And there, it was like he got out, and he's like, Sean, are you okay? Because I'm like laying on the ground. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. And I, I felt completely fine. I was just kind of a little frazzled. Yeah, a little frazzled from being launched off of a skid loader because cause we were going at a hefty pace. I don't know if that's yeah. the correct word for that, but we were... We, a swift. We, yeah, we were... The, You're going hefty. We were the Taylor Swift of skid loaders through that field. And then, unlike Miley Cyrus's Can't Stop, Won't Stop, we did. <laughs> you did stop. We did stop. Um, and yeah, but then I kept on going a little bit, and, but I was yeah. fine. But then, that's crazy, a couple though. days later, I'm like, huh, my, my ribs hurt <laughs> i wonder what has happened that would cause my ribs to hurt you're like one two three what's missing i have a wife <laughs> Wait, somewhere what? i have to go look in every garden until i find her um <laughs> there's so, some all oh, right a ribs of, missing because, rib. yeah because of eve yeah adam and andrew yes i'm sorry it took me a little bit longer i was like is this some like ancient tradition where you give a rib well yeah to, like a prospective wife kind of and you're like I literally formed God formed you from my rib, but you not in a thin- literal sense in the 21st century. No, biblically though. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so yeah, your so rib yeah. is bruised. So yeah, so yeah, my ribs bruised. I'm like, I wonder oh, yeah. how that happened. I'm like, oh, it's because I got stinking launched from a machine that would do it. And I dodged all the cow patties though, which I'm thankful for because there was a lot of dude. They're big. Cow patties? They're, they're, well, cows they're, are big animals. They're like two feet wide sometimes. And if you think about it, all they do is eat fiber. That's their whole diet. They're just eating That's fiber true. all day. You know what? Cows, they live boring lives. Boring and yeah. sad lives. They stand. They eat. Sometimes they walk to the other side of the field. Yeah. And then they either get milked or slaughtered. Yeah. That's it. That's the extent of their lives. Huh. really makes you take stock. But well, I say we move on <laughs> before we milk this segment for all it's oh, worth. Oh, no, it's happening again. <laughs> ah, Andrew, let's hoof it quick. Ah. Hey, do you know why? Uh, why don't don't answer this if you know, because I think you do know the answer. I'm going to okay. say I'm going to tell a joke. So pretend you don't know. OK. Uh, do you know why some cows have to wear bells? No, because their horns don't work. <laughs> Sensible chuckle. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was utterly ridiculous. OK. <laughs> I don't know. We'll tag and brand this. So, anyway, stupid. <laughs> but the the long and short of this is that you are enjoying your new job. Oh, yeah, I love it. That's good. It's. I think a big part of it too is I think we're similar in this respect is that we enjoy physical jobs. Yes. Instead of just more than mental jobs, because yeah. for those of you who can't sell, we're not super bright <laughs> upstairs. It's. I. I the lights say, are on. Nobody's home. I think the problem with us is that we're too smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Keep on going. I like so, that. So whenever we do like a really monotonous job, yeah. we just get bored. That's right. So we're too intelligent. <laughs> Anybody who would who knows us would say that. <laughs> Especially our moms. Right. Anybody who's um, doubting this, just go talk to our moms. They'll well, tell you. It's either intelligence or our creativity. Also, we're just super creative and intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> we're awesome and, and attractive. Yeah, exactly. Go to our Patreon to find our modeling photos. <laughs> um, that would be good, high-quality content, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Honestly, um, though, maybe we should take pictures with toasters. <laughs> you know, like, you know how some models, like, lean on cars? Oh, right, We'll just right, right. lean on toasters? Yes, but not, not, not toaster-layered. 
because no. then Kevin would come after us. Exactly. This is an um, inanimate toaster. Exactly. Um, it's perfect. But, no, but I think our the way our brains work is why we don't enjoy certain jobs because our brains are suited for because you get to be in like a new place all the time i get to, i get to see new environments i get to work with my Same. hands i i'm outside a lot so my brain is getting like the right stimulation mm-hmm. versus if you just sit at a desk or you sit in a in a room all day where you expect things to come to you those types of jobs my brain is just it's like i need the movement my personal he double toothpicks on earth Exactly. It's my, it's because it's eight hours. That's the thing. It's a long time to do anything. So variety is nice. Yeah. Variety is really important. So well, it's eight hours a day for uh, 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a long it's, time. It's 40 hours a week. I think enjoying what you do for a living is really important because yeah. you're going to do it your whole life. So might, might as well yeah. like find something that you enjoy. Yeah. And truthfully, there are people out there that do enjoy sitting at a desk and just just typing away or taking calls all day. That's, that's I have their jam. a lot of respect for my brother-in-laws. And yeah, that's like, right. And for like Jim. Yeah, all of them are, that's their whole jobs. But they don't seem like people that would like that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. not to down office people because they have strong minds in order to do that. Maybe that, do they have strong minds? I was going to say. Are so, we weak-minded? I was going to say, I think either, and and it's not to say that they're not creative either. So Yeah, they are. They're really, so they're really either, smart, really creative either people. They're just so much smarter that they've moved past they've it moved and past they enjoy it. The meaningless things like enjoying things. Or we're just dumb and we don't enjoy. I, I think it's just. Because, okay, we're, we are people people in a way. We're good at talking yeah. to people. Yeah. But. You, you've worked call center jobs. What yeah. was your experience like with working? You've worked from this house as a call person. What, yeah. what was your experience like with that? Well, okay. So it always starts out basically the same where you get like maybe a month or two of training. So there's a lot of training because they have to cram in as much knowledge as possible. Mm-hmm. So for like the first two months, your brain is just fried because your brain is just trying to retain all this information. I... Literally, I I was trying to lose weight and do different things like that whenever I started up a job, taking calls from home, and I would just be so fatigued and tired mentally yeah. because it just drains your mind because it has to process so much information. But the actual work itself really wasn't hard, and I think that's what the problem was. If If it's enough of a challenge, I can get engaged in it. But there are some jobs that, for me... People would call in and say, hey, I want to get utilities set up in my name. And it would literally be like a 10 to 15 minute process. Mm-hmm. And I would just ask A, B, C, D. And then by the time we were done, they're all set. They're all good to go. Bada bing, bada boom. It's just the same. Same thing over and same over. Same thing, right? It's not really tricky. And then, but sometimes you get like a hard call and that's stress that's stressful for a different reason because it's like i literally don't know what to do now yeah i need to talk with somebody and get some more help and reach out to somebody so that's like a level of stress where it's not and we're talking like this is entry-level job so you don't have any authority so you can't be like you know what i'll help you out i'll let me take care of this for you you literally have to be like let me run this up the chain and see if it works and if they say no they say no and then you got to deal with the brunt of it so See, but I love not being in charge. Yeah, not being I've, in charge. I've been is great. in charge for my last two jobs, and it is so amazing. It's not nice being in charge. Just <laughs> to show up and do your job. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm responsible for my work. I'm gonna go get it done. And yeah, let's do this. That's it's great. I love it. That's exactly where I'm at with my job now, Coke. Because I I have my list of things that I need to do. I show up. I go do those things. I let my boss know they're done, and then. Yeah. I basically I go home. I get my eight hours, I go home. Speaking of my boss, mm. I had yesterday off of work. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I didn't know that until Thursday. Oh. Because everybody's like, yeah, see you Monday. I'm like, uh, Monday? And they're like, yeah, um, oh, we didn't tell you. Did so uh, Austin has things to do, and then I'm going to be gone at a wedding rehearsal, and then he's also going to be gone at a wedding rehearsal because I'm getting married Saturday. I'm like, 
Oh, so congrats. My, yeah, so my boss is getting married, like, right now. Cool. As we're recording, I have no idea what time the wedding is. And he didn't invite you. Hmm. Well, I, he's, I'm just a new employee, yeah, so it'd be kind of weird, listen, in a way, to invite me. You're not an employee, you're family. Hmm? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that? How do you feel whenever someone says, we're not coworkers, we're family? Hmm? Um, have you ever heard that? When I it, immediately steal the comfy chair from my, my coworkers. <laughs> you steal their chairs. <laughs> No, but I, I think I do. Okay. I, I want to talk about the employee family thing and then yeah. I want to just tangent a little bit oh, to yeah. stealing comfy chairs. It's yes. great. Um, so I think that not everything, it's, it's a job. It's a job. It's a job. You should get along. Yeah. And some, if, if it happens, it happens. Like if you're like, man, you guys have become like a new family to me. That's awesome. Right. But not everybody is like compatible like that. Yeah. You might be work compatible, but not family compatible. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have had, I've made several friendships from my work before and friends that I still have today from my previous jobs, but our boss never came in and said, all right, guys, we're family. Because if you say like we're family, it's almost like you're obligated to be friends with these people. Yeah. And that's just not how friendships work. If you're obligated to be a friend, that's not really a friendship. It's called a hostage situation. That's that's very much like like if you're if you're spending forty hours a week with somebody, you're you're probably gonna end up being friends with them. Yeah. At least workplace friends. But taking or that just outside you're gonna of hate work, each other. Or you're gonna despise each other. You're gonna say, Look, I'm here to get a paycheck. I feel like proximity is a good catalyst for feelings yes positive or negative yeah good or bad (laughs) yeah i mean and it's crazy because i where i'm at now i have like seven or eight co-workers where we basically all do the same thing so we're all different service technicians and there is a camaraderie amongst ourselves that i didn't experience until i became a service technician because we all deal with the same issues Mm -hmm. we've all dealt with different customers with the same problems so there's a level of being able to relate with each other that we didn't have before and that makes sense like we can goof off and joke around with each other because we've experienced the same things like that's more of a family experience to me than a boss coming in and saying we're like family here you know i don't know you sir it's (laughs) it's like to me, it feels like they're just trying to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Whenever someone, whenever yeah, it comes a boss, off as disingenuous. When a boss comes in and says, "We're like family here," it's like it sounds like you're going to try and ask for twenty bucks and then never pay me back. <laughs> or it's like it sounds like you're going to try to underpay everybody. It seems like the perks, emphasis on the quotation of perks, is that you're just going to not pay us as much and you're going to give us like pizza parties. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, if you earn the company an extra $85,000, we'll have a pizza party. You're like, can I have a slice of the 85000 no, no, you have a slice of this pepperoni no, pizza. maggot. <laughs> this pepperoni pizza from Little Caesars. It's a little cold. Um, yeah. Well, actually, um, though, let's be honest, though. I love Little Caesars. I love it so much. Little Caesars. <sighs> it's, well, I, I'm it's, so sad Indianola I know. doesn't have it anymore. They, they a have a Domino's now, though. But and it is really good. I have never had Domino's, I don't think. Really? Yeah. Whenever I was a kid and we had we had Domino's like once, and my parents were like, this is trash. <laughs> and then we never got it again. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, if 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 people like, and I'm, I'm really weird about junk food. If I'm going to eat junk food, I want it to taste good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste money or calories. Trash. I want some good trash. Good trash. Good trash. I don't want to waste calories, money, whenever I could get something that I know I'm going to like. So that to me was Domino's. But since I've had it, I had it in Oklahoma City and it was good there. And I was like, okay, maybe it isn't trash. And then the one in Indianola, it's a brand new opening. So they still have like employees that care. So the pizza is good. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, first I'm going to say this idea I had. Then I want to tangent back to that thing I was going to tangent to before. Okay, so we've got two tangents queued yeah, okay. up. Got it. Um, we should buy 
pizzas from okay. Domino's, Godfather's, Pizza Hut, all, all the pizza shops around that we can find. Yeah. Casey's, we'll, we'll know which one that is. But then we'll hire Shelby, we're going to pay her, to <laughs> plate, plate them up for us, So and we won't look at them before. Okay. And we'll do a pizza taste test, a raw, unfiltered, edited. unedited pizza taste test, and we'll figure out which one we actually like best. Right. And we'll discuss it. No biases. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, company bias is a real thing. Yeah, it is. So, so I, I'd, yeah, we should all just... Have a little pizza party here. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. We could have some guest stars. We can have Trent and Jaden. Guest appearances. Not really guest stars. Shelby but can sit in the corner and be like, that's, <laughs> that's not Domino's, Andrew. <laughs> like, uh, she gets to burn her afternoon <laughs> watching us eat food. And we're like, no. No, you can't have a slice. <laughs> this is for the show. <laughs> are you are you a part of the show? No, oh, I didn't think I so. I didn't think so. Go uh, sit in the other room. No, that okay. would be... Uh, that would be the that other would be fun. The other tangent. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned stealing the comfy chair. Yeah. So growing up, we were we were all homeschooled. You were homeschooled too. Yeah. But my family, my me and my two older sisters were homeschooled, and they had bedrooms upstairs. Right. And because your parents loved them more. Right. And I I had I had the bedroom right across the hall from my parents. Because they need to keep an eye they, on Because they needed to keep me up. Yes, exactly. Uh, anyway, so, but I could hear when my sisters got up. Right. So that was kind of my alarm clock to run out of my bedroom and steal the comfy chair um, because it was first come, first serve on it. So, and it was like, well, whoever got there first gets it for the morning. Yeah. And as soon as I would hear one of the, <laughs> it was, listen, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a, it was a weight thing John? for high school girls, but... <laughs> But I, it was just an old house. It was built in 1913. So, I mean... Yeah, it was the house's it fault. It was the house's fault. But when I did hear some thunder, I got up... <laughs> I love you guys. I love you, Kelly and Laura. Uh, uh, I got up and I ran to the living room and I would get into the comfy chair. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, and I, then I would get it for the morning. Yeah. That's a... I get that, though. It was very much first come, first serve in our house, too, growing up. It was kill or be killed. And the problem is, is that... I had some siblings that didn't respect the rule of, oh, if I get up to go get something, I expect my seat to be back when I come back. They'd be like, oh, <laughs> he got up to use the bathroom. That was his fault. Should have thought of that. Ba- that ba- <laughs> 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 That's all, folks. Should have thought about that before he had bowels. Yeah. I mean, he should have just held it in like a man. Um, but no, they'd be like, oh, look at that free real estate. And then you, just you, you, you develop down. a disease from holding it in so much that they have to wheel you to, to the hospital in the chair. You know, like I won't leave. You're going to have to operate me on here. It's fine. <laughs> it's, you know, speaking of childhoods and growing up, my, my family had, well, my brothers specifically, my older brothers had this tendency anytime I would stretch and like expose my stomach just to stretch out. Because would they poke you? They would poke me in the stomach. Mm. And I literally developed a, I don't even know what you'd call it. But a strong core. A st- no, no, no. A thick, <laughs> thick layer of, of protection. Here at Texas Longhouse. Um, you got a hedge of protection. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, not a syndrome. A, a PTSD. We'll call it what you will. Disorder. Um, a disorder. <laughs> it's a very strong. <laughs> Men- um, mental blockage. I'm not trying to figure out the React. word anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> I appreciate you lobbing guesses, but I, I, I've moved past that. But growing out of that, anytime I would stretch or anything, anytime I'd catch movement out of the side of my eye, I would instinctively like curl in mm-hmm. to try and protect my soft underbelly. And I still have issues with that to this day. And they tried to do that to me a couple of Christmases back. And I was like, no, you just punch them. Not any, I know. Your, that's why your, I was your like, arms are already like, up. Just I was like, listen, man, that's not me anymore. <laughs> you don't get to poke me. You should ask your father-in-law about this story. I'm gonna give a very vague rundown of it. Okay. So there was this is I think I we were kids when this happened, but this is at PBC. Okay. And there was a guy that would always like hit your father-in-law in like the back be like hey and hit him super hard oh and he he didn't like that so eventually he's like listen if you do that again i'm gonna hit you yeah and 
please come back with <laughs> conclusive evidence of what actually happened because I think I remember the story that he ended up punching him. Mm, I could see that. But I don't know if that was my, because I heard this as a kid. Right. So I don't know if that's my childhood memory of like, yeah, and I think, I think Frank actually punched him. Right. Or, or if it's like, and he didn't. But I think he did. Yeah. So I want to yeah. please gather this and bring I'll, it back I'll next week. Him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we can figure out whether he actually punched the guy or not. Yeah, that would be I that sounds like something he would do though because he's like, a man of his word. Yeah, I feel like if your brothers still do that to you, I don't know if they do, but you should be like, "Listen. Like, listen. I guys. don't find this fun. I know you do, but this is your warning. If you yes. keep on doing that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well, going to punch you." Like I said, it's been a few Christmases ago, <laughs> and I don't see my 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 uh my brothers too often. So but, maybe yeah, maybe don't punch them. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. I would I'm really big into keeping my word so if yeah. i if i lay out like a threat or something like that i'm gonna be like listen you know me <laughs> i will honor my word so do not touch <laughs> <Yeah>. the belly <laughs> no i i feel like people need to respect people's personal space yeah because like we talk about human rights one one of our one of our human rights is like we, we personal space personal space our bodies is like you know what this is, this is my body yeah my choice in a way i <laughs> i'm responsible for my body I'd appreciate it if you don't infringe. Poke me. <laughs> don't infringe upon my rights by yeah. poking my tummy. Exactly. Don't use your will to infringe my personal it's like safety. It's like people are writing the Constitution. It's like maybe we should use a different word other than tummy. Maybe take that part out. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll word we'll word it differently. We'll change it around. Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> say John. John Hancock was there. Was he? Yeah. Is that is that why the signature is called a Hancock? Yeah. Why though? Yeah. Got to got to sign the old John Hancock. That's that's from him because signing wasn't there also a movie he, called Hancock. I think he just starring Will Smith where he's a superhero. <laughs> I've never watched it. Uh, so let me, John Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> if I had this mind. is what makes sense in my mind. I think signing the old Hancock. I think John Hancock just signed his last name. Mm. So I think the term comes from signing the old Hancock is. Just doing the last name. Back to Will Smith, though. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's a movie called Hancock. It's pretty good. It's neat. Um, Isn't the premise, there a whale in the trailer? Doesn't he like yeah, launch a whale? Yeah, he chucks a whale yeah, into the ocean. That's to all save I remember. Um, the the basic premise behind it is that he's a superhero and his wife is also a superhero, but their powers are directly connected to how close they are to each other. So if they're closer to each other, they lose their powers and they can potentially die. The further away they get from each other, the stronger they get. So it's kind of like a curse, basically. <sighs> Cursed superpowers. Um, but yeah, it's it's a pretty good movie. And it's it has the story of Hancock learning to not be this jerk that basically does whatever he wants because he's the only superhero in this world. What about what about his wife? Or does she just make him weak? The thing is Is she a villain? The thing is, is that he has amnesia and doesn't know that's his wife. I know. Yeah. The plot just yeah. got really thick yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 It's like I'm swimming through syrup right now. Syrup. Syrup? <laughs> Miley Syrup? Miley Syrup. She's like dropping a new <laughs> breakfast, like a cookbook. Miley Syrup. Miley Syrup's cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh. <sighs> We don't want to steal that idea from her. But if she wants okay, to take and also that, I'm fine. Sunglasses brand by her father, Billy Ray-Bans. Cyrus? For a second, <laughs> I, I legitimately was going to be like, he did that? He, like, he did a sunglasses? He should, though. I'd wear his sunglasses. And I'd also take, take my horse to the Old Town Road. And I'd ride till I can't no more. Is that her dad? Yeah. That's that's Billy Ray Cyrus oh, and Lil Nas X. Right, 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 right. I'm sorry. I was committed. I'm going to take my horse <laughs> no, no, to no, the no. old town road. I'm going to. I was confusing ride. Lil Nas with Billy Ray Cyrus for a second there. I was How? like, that's why I was like, there's no way. I, that's like, why yes, I was like, wait a the minute. The 20-year-old Lil Nas X gave birth to Miley Cyrus. To Miley Cyrus. Well, that's through why. That's why my brain had to play catch up for a second. You know, I'm going to retract Brooke my statement Shields. from earlier. Which one? Of us being just so smart. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> no, no. It's, if we ever say anything smart, it's accident. It's, but Brooke it's Shields retracted. was Miley Cyrus's mom in the TV show. Hannah Montana? Who, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Did you ever watch Hannah Montana, Andrew? No. Hannah Montandrew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hannah Montangent? No. Uh, no. Hannah Montangent. <laughs> but no, I, I've seen every single episode of Hannah Montana. You know, I respect you for that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I've seen every single episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I've seen every single episode of The Sweet Life on Deck. I've seen every single episode of Wizards of Waverly Place. I have a theory. Yeah, what's up? The the amount of enjoyment you get out of a Disney teenage show is directly proportional to what time of life you were in when you watched that show. Yeah. If you were a teenager, that was it. Because, yeah, like, I've gone back and watched them now, and I'm like, ah, they don't really hit like they did when I was 14. No, because obviously they're intended for... Children. Well, and not even children. It's, like, directly directed at teenagers. Yeah. There's some cartoons that are directed at children, adults, and teenagers, so it kind of hits... Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb hits every single note. <gasps> hits so every single note. So You can enjoy it as a kid, a teenager, and as yeah, an adult. It's a whole family thing. But, like, a lot of Disney teenage shows are really geared towards teenagers and what problems they go through. That's true. Which is not a bad thing, but I just can't make myself sit down and watch something directed at teenagers because i accelerated from like the years of 20 to 23 i became so much more crotchety and angry (laughs) did yeah i guess i think like i'm just well i look at teenagers and i'm like did you get off my did you live here when you were 22 and 23 23 for sure yeah it was yeah because i lived you had just turned 20. I was your tenant. Three. While I or was. Or did you live with me for almost two years? A year and a half. It was a year and a half. So you had just turned 22 and you turned 23 here. I turned 23 And here. then you moved out. Then you turned 24. Turn, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you were 22 and 23 here. Yeah, 22, 23. Checks out. It's, yeah, I don't, no, I, I love the teenagers that I know, but if I just see like a random teenager, I'm like. Can ah, I just say man. to the teenagers in our lives. They're really good teenagers. Yeah. They're solid people. Compared like, compared to the oh, rest out there. Oh my goodness. Like the, the teenagers I talk to out out in the world. Out in the wild. Out in the wild. <laughs> uh they're they're degenerates. <laughs> they're Basically, law they're lawless, they're emotionless degenerates they're that care they have animals. No, they are. They have no emotion or feeling toward anybody else. All they care about is themselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But the, the teenagers we know are just solid folks you know yeah they care for at least them and two other people yes they're best friends <laughs> no but they're, no they're really good people yeah no it's so just shout out to the people that are yeah if you're um, affiliated one with through, us one through 19 if if you know us and you're a teenager we we think you're pretty cool other than that one that one person yeah i think we both know who we're talking about mm-hmm. that Let's one say the person. name at the same time Three, two, one. Jerome. Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie Jerome. Stephanie Jeromeson. <laughs> that jerk one. <laughs> ah, hate her guts. I hate how he stole my hubcaps. He, Stephanie, is, yeah. a, is a boy. Stephanie Jerome. Clearly, we're talking oh, about that's the one same person. <laughs> yes, we both are talking about Stephanie Jerome. The yes. one that's the first name of the person, Stephanie yes. Jerome. Yes. And then we'll say their last name right now. <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one. Christopher Jacobson. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, teenagers, they're, yeah. they're us- unusual creatures. So, But I think a big part of it is just how technology is advanced and how much social media is so influential now. It's like on one hand, yes, it's their fault in the sense of like yeah, they have their own will terrible people they have their own free oh, will yeah. to do what they're gonna do but whenever you give them all the influences they have in their lives you can't be surprised by the results you know what andrew i think fences are a good thing go on more than just physically but also like <laughs> with your new job you only speak in fence analogies <laughs> yeah you just sit down and you're like andrew i've been dreaming about fences Andrew, you know, a good marriage is a lot like a fence. <laughs> you got to have strong, sturdy posts in your life, like like your friends and family. You got to fence yourself in, and you say, that cow there is my cow. No! 
<laughs> you can't look at I them. I fell in love with a heifer. You can't look with at them. With her big cow eyes. You can't look at them other heifers and think, man, I want to brand her. Be like, no. <laughs> you got one. Oh, no. <laughs> and her big cow pies. Oh. But anyways, oh, you should think of I some more. I apologize, everybody. You should think of more uh, fence-based analogies. Oh, where was I going? Oh, but yeah, no. Uh, some some fences are good. Fences are good. You mm-hmm. know, because they, they keep you away from the things that are just going to make you a lawless degenerate. Yeah. Rails are good. Yeah. Just some guide some guide fences. Yeah. You don't have to have a, a solid pen that goes around 100 and... How many you, degrees? 360 of them. You shouldn't have a four by four square fence. Exactly. You should have like a nice big breadth, but still have some... Breadth horseman. <laughs> you should still have some guardrails in your life because... Exactly. I think they're, they're good. It's, it's good to have on a practical... Nice, sense. logical, not over the top guardrails. Yeah. There is obviously a there, Yeah, Yeah. Because you yeah, have the issue of... There's dangers either way you go. If, if you're like, yeah, go ahead, go like, drinking oh, at the age of two. It's fine. Go out there and make what's friends up? with what's those What's wrong, games. baby? You haven't finished your vodka. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Let me make you a blue moon. Splash some milk in some, there. Some um, uh, Moscow mule. That's the one. Yeah, I don't know which one I said. <laughs> blue moon? Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like a drink. It does. I thought it was. I but like, I was thinking of a Moscow mule. Okay. Uh, Glacier Freeze Gatorade with vodka in it. Blue moon. There we go. We just invented. There we go. Uh, but anyways, um, the uh, the point that you were making, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, fences are good. Too constrictive a fence. Yeah. You're. You know. Think of a goldfish. Okay, I'm a goldfish. Oh, I've heard glub, that. Glub. I've heard that glub. goldfish only grow to the size of their container. Same with sharks. So really? Yeah. What? Yeah. So, yeah, let's say we had a, a fish tank the size of this desk right here. Yeah. And the shark would probably get to about like 16 inches-ish. No way. But then you put it back out in the ocean. He grow. Grows normal size. They just, they can they can stunt their growth depending on where they're at. And they're like, boom, I'm a big shark now. That's crazy. So I could have a pet great white. I don't know if the, it works for great white. Ah, it's fine. We'll find out. <laughs> That's where we need you to well, come in. Listeners, well, send us money to <laughs> P.O. Box 6, 7. So we can get a great white. I'm going to look up what their size is at birth. I was going to say, we need to get I need a to baseline. Figure out the, the smallest they can yeah. be. Because if, if we have a really small shark, we could. Do you want to own a shark? That's what I'm saying. Great. I'm terrified of sharks. But if great I owned one, shark. maybe I wouldn't be as afraid of them. Size. You know what I mean? If you own something, I think you just... Well, it's two two options. Either you're mm. still just as much afraid, or you get to get used to them, and you start to like them. So, Andrew, mm-hmm. what's your, what's, what is your guess? For, for a great white shark? Yeah, at birth. Three feet? Surprisingly close. Four feet. Four feet. Okay. That's their birth. That's a baby, baby great white. It's four feet long. That's still pretty sizable, but doable. With enough support from our listeners, friends, P.O. Box 76 <laughs> at <laughs> stephaniejerome.com. Why do we have a P.O. Box on a website? <laughs> I don't, Cash I don't know how mail Stephanie works. Jerome. Um, but okay, now guess what the longest-ish they can grow is. Nine feet? More. Twelve? More. Fifteen? More. Eighteen? More. 22 less 21 less 20 yes 20 feet long that's like you sure people. you want to own one of these but it's it's small because we have it in a four aquarium. feet that's fine that's a big aquarium to house a four foot shark listen it would need a we need one the size of my house i can handle five feet people just fine all right five and a half even but a four-foot shark is that's basically like feet. a really tall toddler. I think we can handle. With very sharp teeth. Well, the point is, is that they're our friend. They're our friend? Fish are friends, not food? He Sharks are friends? Shark would not eat Shark us. Shark is fish. Shark is fish and friend. Oh. 
fresh. 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 That's a fresh idea you got there, <laughs> Shark. If we feed it enough food, it'll be our friend. That's my policy. Yeah, but what, what happens when it's like, huh, these these num-nums keep on feeding me. That's, it's going to cause num-nums. It's a pet name. Frankly, look what's happening. It's, and a, it's, pet name. it's a pet name that Literally you gave pet us. Name. Yeah, it's a pet's name. Um, <laughs> okay. But it's not like we're swimming with it. Unless we train it. Monetize it. Yeah, monetize it. It's like if we get... Let's say fifteen hundred patrons. We'll swim with the shark. We'll get a pool, set it up outside, and let other people swim with it. We Not should, us. We should name the shark Stephanie Jerome. If if we hit the milestone marker, yeah, of two thousand <laughs> patrons. I like it. Um, but you know, fish. I I don't like the ocean. Okay, so, I have mixed feelings about the ocean. It's, I, I can't handle not knowing what's down in there. Oh, man. Like, and for the, okay, it's like, I know for a fact that sharks exist, and I don't even want to encounter sharks, let alone the things that eat sharks and everything in between. So, the Loch Ness Monster. I mean, you got barracuda, you got jellyfish. Charcuterie. Um, you know what's crazy? Dolphins will steal sharks' livers or kidneys yeah, they, they're, while they're still alive oh yeah dolphins are vicious I vicious animals and you know you don't respect respect for you don't respect 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 i respect that mr dolphin um but no dolphins are really vicious animals um compared to sharks but but they're friendly towards humans because they're friendly towards because game respects game game respects game okay that's a that's a new take that I wasn't expecting. But <laughs> um, no, oceans. Oceans. Like. So I'll never go swimming in the ocean again, but that's for a different story. Th- I don't want to be around sea creatures yeah. where there's no protection from me to them. Right. However, I so badly want to go deep sea fishing. I want to do it so bad. And I will do this someday. It's going to cost a lot of money to go and yeah. and rent rent a crew and be like, hey, I'd like to go with you guys rent on this a journey. Crew. Yeah. So that have I told you that I used to want to do deep sea fishing yeah, as a career? As a career. Yeah. yeah. I, man, that was a big dream of mine. I wanted to catch bluefin tuna yeah. and have a bluefin tuna business. And, you know, it's... I think it's different if you're going out onto the ocean with a purpose in mind. But if someone was like, hey, do you just want to flop around in this water where there's potentially predators? It's I'd like, be like, No, we've, not we've really. made a safe version of this called a pool. We have a safe option called land. Yeah, land. And we've made wet spots in it. You it's can, very convenient. If you want to, to go jump in, you can. And there's no giant squids. Yeah. You know, I'm more likely to get killed by a donkey than a shark. But yeah, I don't care. Or airplanes. Or even airplanes. Yeah. Donkeys are ruthless kickers. <laughs> Have you, did you ever watch the movie Gus? Gus? It's an old, like, 1950s, 1960s movie starring Don Knotts and I, uh, I a mule I called Gus. And Gus ends up being the kicker for a football team. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we should watch it sometime. It's Yeah, it's called Gus, and there's a mule, and he becomes the kicker for a football team. Don Knotts is, like, the the star that's crazy it's a great movie don Knotts has been in a lot of very unique the apple movies. dumpling gang the apple dumpling game um rides again the ghost of mr chicken never seen that one yeah he it's almost like after the andy griffith show mm-hmm. don Knotts was like listen i've got enough money to, to <laughs> like, land me the rest of my life time I'm just going to start taking movies that yeah. people start off <laughs> So, like, someone's coming, all right, so we've got this idea. And he's like, you, you had me at hello. Do the voice. You can do the voice. Now, the thing about being the ghost no, of the no, is, now I'm just going to walk around and be spookified. <laughs> Which is all Don Knotts does that in was any like, movie. At the end there, it was like Don Knotts with a hybrid It's hard to be quiet. Matthew McConaughey. It's hard to be quiet, Don Knotts. Don right, Knotts is a right, loud right. volume. Loud volume. That's true. Yeah. The, um... Oh, I lost my thought. We were talking about Don Knotts. 
what were we talking about before? Fish, sharks. Sharks, uh, size of thing. Um, teenagers. But how yes. do we get teenagers or sharks? Um, feral animals? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Something... Um, um, oh, fences. And I was fences? saying, like, if oh, you're oh, in a Oh, because you need set, a big one because fish will only grow some size and then yeah, sharks. Yeah, yeah, because I was talking okay. about goldfish. But, yes, all that to say, <sighs> fence post making, very important job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, you do is a... Actually, come to think of it, you probably have a lot of work, like a lot of business in Iowa just because, because of cows. Yeah. And pigs. <gasps> do you know how much you can sell a cow for? <laughs> <laughs> were you just possessed by a, <laughs> like a ghost of a pig right there? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> no. How much um, can you sell a cow for? So this job we were at uh, the week before, they just sold a a show cow for over fifty thousand dollars. A show cow. A show cow. Yes, it's a thing. <laughs> For the state fair. I, I just uh, yeah, keep going. <laughs> That's pretty much all the information I have on it. But oh, they, okay. they sold this show cow for... 50 grand. Yeah, 50 grand. That's a year's worth. Some people money. don't even get that. Some people don't even make that. Wow. But... I know it's expensive raising cows, though. Yeah, so that's a lot another of hard, part of it. Stinky work. It's hard work as well. Like, it's expensive and hard. But, oh, I was just, when you said show cow, I immediately went to show tunes. And so I was picturing like a cow doing like a dance routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a dance routine with the cow. They're like, and introducing Betsy. And then the carpets, or the carpets. Betsy McUtters. She's Irish. The... Curtain. I don't know why I said carpet. The curtain pulls back, and it's just a cow wearing a tutu, and that's that's the and whole she's show. Like, and it's like, hi, I'm Betsy the cow. <laughs> Definitely not a man under the stage. <laughs> I am not a Jewish man in a oh, cow no. costume. Why is there always a Jewish man? Because I love Jewish men. <sighs> We're gonna cut that out. No, it's too late. No, okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with liking Jewish men. <laughs> Listen, Andrew, I think... Have you seen Fiddler on the Roof? I have. It's a great movie. <gasps> the main character just died. That's right. Either late 2022 or early 2023. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, that's that's crazy to think. Whenever you <sighs> see... It's weird whenever a celebrity passes away. Yeah. Because you don't think about... Because there's thousands of people that pass away every day, right? But if it's not somebody that you have some association with, you don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. And you don't really, it's bad to say, but you don't really care. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's a scary part about. Like, it, it matters to some people, the people that are directly related with the person that passed away. That impacts them greatly. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you ever read, like, an obituary and you don't recognize any of those people, you might feel some sympathy and, like, feel bad about it, feel sad, but it's nowhere near the level if you actually knew the person. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's like a a staple of your life. Just getting yeah. yanked out. I'm going to take that out. That's a very <laughs> insane. Very you're, very, it's like as if the foundations of your life are being destroyed at the very foundation. Yes, through sadness and depression. And sorrow. Um, but no, if you see a celebrity passes away, though, like it's crazy that we have such an infatuation with celebrities to where if someone does pass away, you're like... I love them in such and such movie or whatever TV show. Do you feel like there's certain celebrities that you've resonated either with their, their characters they've played or them as a person that once they've either already passed away or you're kind of dreading when the inevitable day comes, like, mm. are there those people in your life? Cause I, I, I have, have a one. short list. You tell me yours. I have one right off the top of my head yeah, you go and I would save it. Um, but yeah, you, you pull up yours. You have more than one name? I do. Okay. Well, I'll let you pull up yours because I can think of one right off the top of my head. And we'll see if... Okay. So I'll I've, let you go because you have more. Okay. I have a feeling that... Okay. I'm, let's just say it at the same time. I'll say three, two, one, and then we'll say the name. Okay. Three, two, one. Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. See? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That... There are movies with Robin Williams in it today 
where I can still sit down and enjoy it and I love the movie, but then there's always a part of me that like remembers and it's like, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And he passed away on his terms. Yeah. Like, that's the sad thing, is that he could have had a longer life. We don't know, obviously. But yeah, it's, you know, it's sad to I think of the missed he potential. I, I know he was struggling. I know he had some mental things going on and a disease, I believe. So yeah, he had this disease. I forget what it's called, but he couldn't think anymore. He, he was losing his ability to like function in his brain. And uh, he basically didn't feel like himself and he didn't feel like he could do what he's always done. Really? And so he felt just helpless. Like a shell? Kind of, yeah. Because he, wow. he, could, he couldn't be Robin Williams anymore. Right. Because like he couldn't speak right. He couldn't think fast anymore. And that was who he was. That was who as he a was. Person, yeah. So I think he, he felt like he had no value anymore, but... Right, but obviously he absolutely. people would disagree with that. Absolutely, but but yeah. yeah, it's almost ten years. Next next year, ten years. Yeah, it was August seventh of twenty fourteen. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's part of the sadness with that is just like the missed potential because you don't know what he, what else he could have done with his life. Yeah, I think that's it's it's sad to say, but it's less impactful when somebody that's lived a full life passes away. Versus someone who dies young. Right. Because you don't know what they could have done. Yeah, he was only in his 50s, I think. Yeah. And honestly, that's old. Or <laughs> <laughs> honestly, no, 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 no. you're 50? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, why, are you, why aren't you in a why nursing home Why aren't you home in a nursing home? <laughs> no, honestly, 50 is young. It's young. <laughs> Especially with all the advancements in um, medical technologies and yeah. things like that. 50 is really... That's when life's just beginning. Life is just, you're hitting a, you're turning a new leaf. You're hitting your stride. You're really close to retirement. <laughs> and you know what that leads to? Years of happiness. Happiness, yeah. Years of happiness I was is what say, that leads to. If you've been well with your money. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, Dave Ramsey. No, I'm going to go through okay, this Okay, so list now here. your list, okay. yeah. Um, oh, and I was thinking that what I, I gained or received from Robin Williams, I have under here, was humor and like resilience. And like, he seemed like he was such a, a quick witted, nice guy that just like focused on positivity. And I I know that's, he, I, I get, he was genuinely interested in what other people had to say, even though he more than likely was the funniest guy in the room, he still let other people talk and listen. And I think that's, a really important part and that's something i try to emulate as well like i not that i think i'm the funniest person in the room but i mean you know it's just you and me it's no. just you and me right um, now so but i, I try to remember funny. <laughs> i try to remember that <laughs> other people are just as funny or they have just as valid things to say so i shouldn't crowd yeah well because like other people sometimes need to say the punchline yeah. otherwise otherwise it's not fun anymore yeah they need to be included yeah. in it as well Exactly. But yeah, I I would agree. That makes sense. Um, So the next person on the list is Steve Irwin. Yeah. That's another impactful one. Because again. Do you remember where you were when you learned? um, I I have vague memories of being, well, I was in Indiana at the time, but, and we used to deliver newspapers. So I feel like I might've seen it on the newspaper. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you were such an old man as a child. I know. Like, you gotta take like, my coffee and my newspaper. I pulled out the newspaper. Bing. Before going to the comics, I saw Steve Irwin passed away. I have vague memories. Okay. I'm not gonna say it's definitely that, but I have vague memories from that. Oh, man. I remember... So, it was... We were going to go to Adventureland that day, mm-hmm. and we were up getting ready. Me and the my sisters were. And my mom came into the living room, and she's like, guys, I have some bad news. And we thought, oh no, we're not going to go to Adventureland that day. Mm-hmm. And so we were like sad initially for that. And then she's like, Steve Irwin passed away. And I was just, I was crushed because his movie, The Crocodile Hunter, the movie. Oh yeah. That was like my favorite movie as a kid. I yeah. loved it so much. So he was, he was like one of my heroes. I loved this guy. And then he, when he passed away, I was just absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, again, it's the whole thing of that missed potential because he, he had a very clear direct like trajectory that's mm-hmm. the thing like he was very much into animal conservation yeah he and, was he was so passionate about everything he did and he had such a big heart yeah for both his family and for what he like was doing yes. with animals yes like he was very much a, a force of nature and yeah the saddest part of it is that 
we didn't get to see oh, it yeah. completely fulfilled. Yeah. Cause, so I think it happened during the filming of his second movie. Oh. So, he, yeah, he was, like, doing doing more filming stuff. And I don't know. I, one thing I love about Steve Irwin and his family is how much he is honored still. Like with, with the Australia Zoo and by his family, especially. Yeah. And one of the thing I think is it's so sad, but so romantic and so just sweet, but also sad, uh, is his wife, Terry. She, mm-hmm. she's been asked about like, so like, will you ever remarry? And she's, she said the statement that with, with Steve, she had like all the love she would ever need for her whole life. Man. So like. That is so sweet and sad. I know. I, I was like, oh my goodness. I'm going right. But no, yeah, super sad. But he, he he's one of those people that nobody has a bad thing to say about him. Right. Yeah. I mean, even there's there's a lot of celebrities that have passed away before that you can be seen like, eh. It's like they were, I guess, okay. They, there are certain celebrities that have good onstage and offstage presence where you hear good stories about them outside of them putting mm-hmm. on a show. Those are the people that I think are genuine and that you can really relate to and enjoy more so mm-hmm. versus some people that you hear these stories and they're like, they did what to who? It's like they they microwaved seven cats. Oh no. For for a dare? For on a dare? Yeah. It's they <laughs> it's kinda like the pro- the public versus private life. Yeah. That kind of situation. To bring it down to like us normal mortals that are not celebrities. So, do you have more on your list? I do. I have two more. Okay. Uh, Grant Imahara. Do you know who Grant Imahara is? I do not. So, he is the Japanese guy on, I don't know if he's Japanese, uh, on Mythbusters. The really smart. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He is responsible for making R2-D2 work in, oh. in the prequels. He's the guy who made him an actual robot. Okay. So he worked on the Star Wars prequels and then he like graduated from that and went into Mythbusters. Gotcha. Where he was the the main brain power behind most of the really complex things they had to do. Sure. Anything with robotics or a lot of physics involved of how this is going to work. Like he was the guy that made it happen. Gotcha. And then in 2020, he had uh, an aneurysm and, oh. and died. I think he was 50 years old. So super young guy, but still really young. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was just really sad. I think it got, it kind of got missed because of all the 2020 stuff that was happening. Yeah. But, uh, for the people that kind of were aware I of him remember. and because Mythbusters is one of my favorite shows. It's my, in my top two. I have, yeah. I can't decide on which one's my favorite. It's either Mythbusters or psych, but so I've, I've lined them up as both my number one because they're different. Yeah. They're so different that I can say that they're yeah. both my number they one. They hit different notes. They hit different notes. So, but, so he kind of impacted a lot of my life growing up just from watching him on TV. Right. And I saw him as Never as a character, always as the person. Right. So that was really impactful when he passed away. Yeah, that's another thing, is that there are some people that they're just themselves in front of a camera mm-hmm. that you can relate with as well. So, and then what is your final? My final one, I feel like you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. To, are I'm you ready? ready. Okay. Fred Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was very genuine. (laughs) Um, The crazy thing about Mr. Rogers, I didn't really watch it as a kid. Okay. I never really watched it, but I've seen all the clips I've seen of it are things that are like, man, I wish I saw this as a kid. Man, yeah. So me and my sisters always watched Mr. Rogers growing up, and it was very like a comforting show and you learned the basic things about life from that show. Right. Um, and one of my favorite parts of the show was actually, he wasn't even in it. Okay. It was kind of a, how it's made type of segment at the end of the show sometimes oh. where you would go and I, Oh, you like, it's yeah, the, I, like I, I learned how everything. Well, no, no, no. Uh, like how it's made as in like, sometimes you would see how bowling balls are made at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Really? So like, yeah, like there would be filming inside like of a literally. factory. Yeah. Like literally how it's made okay. at the end, at the end of Mr. Rogers. And I don't know if that was a thing they did every time, but I remember several times they would take you and be like, yeah, this is how a bowling ball is made. This really? is how a trumpet is made. So it was, yeah, it was like how it's made, but at the end of Mr. Rogers. Gotcha. That's crazy. Yeah. 
I I really didn't know that. I mean, I I feel like I've seen some clips of him like actually interacting with like the camera crew and different things like that, but maybe I'm I'm misremembering. So, but yeah, those are all definitely people and like now though, with that all that being said, whenever you see them in media now, do you are you still able to enjoy the media? Yeah, that they're associated with. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't just feel like, oh, I can never watch this again. Oh no, I. It's kind of very nostalgic for me. Like, it's oh yeah, I, I really appreciated this person and what they did. Gotcha. I, I want to see that again. You know. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, I feel like that was a really good. That was a very uh, full segment and went in very different directions. It did. I just happened to have a list of people How I appreciate on my phone. <laughs> um, but anyways, we are going to um, go to ChatGPT, the AI language model, yes. and have him write our next episode of Oops, I Married a Toaster. All right, and ba-doo. Life with you is like a roller coaster. Oops, I married a toaster. All right, and now the next episode of Oops, I Married a Toaster. I'm so excited for this. Title, Meet the In-Laws. Interior living room, day. That's the setting. Kevin Laird, a charming and slightly bewildered man, is sitting on the couch. He nervously glances at his wife, Toaster, who is a toaster with googly eyes and a voice module (laughs) attached. (laughs) They are both waiting for Toaster's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. Kevin, whispering, Toaster, are you sure your parents are going to be okay with me? Toaster, smiling, don't worry, Kevin. They're just a little eccentric they'll love you suddenly the front door swings open and mr johnson a tall and skeptical man oh, enters wait. with mrs johnson a vibrant and enthusiastic woman what mrs johnson oh toaster darling we're here <laughs> <laughs> mr johnson eyes kevin suspiciously and immediately starts looking around the room mr johnson gruffly so this is the famous kevin laird huh Let's see what you're made of, Toaster. Dad, relax. Kevin is an amazing husband, and his house is lovely. Mr. Johnson, raising an eyebrow. Lovely, huh? We'll see about that. (laughs) And now we go to the kitchen. (laughs) Kevin, Toaster, Mr. Johnson, and Mrs. Johnson are gathered around the kitchen table. Mrs. Johnson is beaming with joy, while Mr. Johnson inspects Kevin with a critical eye. Mrs. Johnson, saying to Kevin... Kevin, dear, you've made my daughter so happy. I'm thrilled to have you as part of our family. Kevin, well, thank you, Mrs. Johnson. It means a lot to me. Mr. Johnson crossing his arms. Enough of the pleasantries, Kevin. Tell me, how many outlets do you have in this house? <laughs> Kevin's eyes widen, slightly taken aback by the unexpected question. Kevin stammering, I, I, I haven't counted, Mr. Johnson, but I think there are enough outlets in each room. Mr. Johnson skeptical enough define enough (laughs) toaster giggling dad please it's not about the outlets it's about love (laughs) mrs johnson in agreement says toaster is right love is what truly matters mr johnson looks torn between his desire for structural integrity of the house and his daughter's happiness (laughs) (laughs) mr johnson sighs All right, fine, but I still want to see the basement. Interior basement. (laughs) Kevin, Toaster, Mr. Johnson, and Mrs. Johnson descend into the basement. The space is cluttered with Kevin's collection of random items and unfinished DIY projects. Mr. Johnson, with a disapproving look, says, This doesn't look structurally sound, Kevin. What's with all this junk? Kevin, a bit defensively, says, Well, I'm still working on organizing everything. It's a work in progress. Toaster excitedly said, Dad, look, Kevin built me a little to- toaster charging station right here. Toaster points to a makeshift shelf where Kevin carefully placed her when she needs charging. Mr. Johnson finally relents and says, Hmm, I suppose that shows a level of dedication, but you better get this basement sorted out soon, Kevin. Later in the living room, Kevin, Toaster, Mr. Johnson, and Mrs. Johnson sit together sipping on cups of tea. The tension has eased, and a sense of camaraderie begins to form. Mrs. Johnson, while smiling, says, Kevin, dear, have you considered getting homeowner's insurance? Oh, no. <laughs> it's essential for protecting your investment. Uh-huh. Kevin nods. Absolutely, Mrs. Johnson. I have everything covered. Safety first. Mr. Johnson leans in, intrigued by Kevin's response. 
Mr. Johnson skeptically says, what about your finances? How are you planning to provide for my daughter? <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> with confidence, says, I have a stable job, Mr. Johnson, and I'm diligent with my finances. Toaster and I have everything under control. Toaster's dad, still somewhat conscious, is impressed by Kevin's... Did I say conscious? Yeah. <laughs> somewhat cautious. Ca- okay, I'm like, okay, he's somewhat cautious. <laughs> what is he? He's <sighs> still cautious, but somewhat impressed by Kevin's answers, and he leans back in his chair. Well, I suppose if you're genuinely committed and responsible, then maybe, just maybe, you're the right person for my toaster. Toaster's face lights up with joy. She hugs Kevin tightly. Toaster. Oh, Dad, thank you. Kevin is everything I've wanted and more. Mrs. Johnson, a little teary-eyed, says, Oh, my little toaster is all grown up and in love. I couldn't be happier. (laughs) Kevin looks around the room, realizing he's gained not just a wife, but also a new family. Kevin says, Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. I promise to always take care of toaster and provide her with love and toast. I mean, warmth. (laughs) They all burst into laughter, (laughs) embracing the lightheartedness of the moment. (laughs) Exterior in the backyard. As the day comes to an end, Kevin, Toaster, Mr. Johnson, and Mrs. Johnson sit in the backyard, enjoying the sunset together, with attention dissipated and replaced with a genuine connection between them. Mr. Johnson, while raising his glass, says, To love, family, and the durability of electrical appliances. They all clink their glasses together, <laughs> laughing heartily. Mrs. Johnson teasingly, and to think, we were worried about Kevin and his outlets. They all chuckle, reveling in the warmth of their newfound bond, and then it fades to black. That was a wow. really good episode. <laughs> wow. Of Oops, I Married a Toaster. Uh, there was so much. Yeah. That, it, that was awesome. Yeah, it, it did cut out a little bit, but... Whenever I asked it to continue writing the story, it finished it in and picked it up right where it left off. So um, that is the next episode. Um, I think we're on episode five, five or something. six on uh, Oops, I Married a Toaster. I want to just throw an idea out to you right now Yeah. about what the next episode might be. Okay. Little, so little. Sin- since we have the in-laws in town. Yeah. Uh, they should go. They should actually. Ha- no. Nope. <laughs> Yes, but no. Uh, they should have an actual wedding ceremony. Kevin oh, realizes, you know, didn't have a ceremony. we actually haven't had a ceremony yet. That's right. And so I think while the in-laws are in town for the next episode, we should do a wedding. Do I like it. I feel like a lot of stuff could happen yeah. at a wedding. It could. A lot of hijinks. A lot of hijinks. Some more of the in-laws. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. because Kevin's in-laws will be there. Kevin's in-laws. In-law, well, no, uh, Toaster's in-laws. And, and toaster's Kevin in-laws. And Kevin's in-laws. We'll have to meet each other. Exactly. And then Kevin and Toaster will have to like yeah, try to... A new family dynamic, man. Oh, yeah. So uh, much can happen. But you'll have to come back they'll next have to week come to back hear the week. story of Oops, I Married a Toaster. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we appreciate you taking the time to listen, even if it's just in a car ride or if you're just using us as background noise. We appreciate it in all the same. In a bath with candles and bath bombs. and Sorry, I was just saying how I normally listen. Oh, so okay. I was maybe they would relate to <laughs> Um, thank you so much uh, please uh, like follow subscribe hit the bell do all the things we really appreciate it and helps us keep track of what's going on with this podcast so what is going um, on anyways enjoy your day hopefully you have a non-stressful Monday peace out bye bye